Alex, how are you doing? Good, sir. Alex, thanks for joining us. And good afternoon, everybody. And welcome to the 11th episode of The Six Sessions. Each week, I've been lucky enough to chat with someone in the growth space across marketing, sales, and CX. Today's guest is a change of pace with growth insight from a different direction. He's going to make me look smart. And that's that's the ultimate goal from this uh, these sessions. These chats are designed to be short and sweet, but hopefully full of insight. And it's definitely unfiltered, which makes it fun. Today's guest has spent half of his half of his career working agency and consultant side, focusing on helping tech teams rocket revenues by building and executing creative growth systems. Gamekeeper turned poach, he spent the other half of, of uh, on the inside, leading growth for SaaS marketplaces and communities. Most recently, he's focused on creating better partnerships between agencies and tech companies. Uh, delivering partner-driven growth for over 150 SaaS and tech tools and providing new pathways for revenue uh, for revenue for hundreds of agencies. I'm struggling with my own words today, Alex. Sorry. <laughs> so, so if you're in the agency or tech space, today's guest is your man. So joining us all the way from Chicago, we have Alex Glenn. Alex, welcome. Thanks for having me, Richard. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. Absolute pleasure, mate. So first up, we're deep into February already. How's it going? Uh, busy. I think like uh, you are, and I've seen tons of stuff coming out of Six and Flow. So it's just been just been crazy. People are starting to come to terms with what they're going to do with this new year, uh, which means exciting stuff for us. And how was how was twenty twenty for you guys? Uh, roller coaster of emotions or smooth sailing? Yeah, we launched um, a new service in January, so we kind of had to figure ourselves out a little bit early on, but then got into the groove and things started to jive and meld well by Q4, and then Q4 was our biggest quarter the year before, actually our worst quarter, but uh, this year it was the best quarter we've had, and then so far in 2021, we are double last quarter already, um, so it's looking good. Yeah, I, I had a, a call with um, a couple of um, US-based agency owners last night and unanimously across all of us, it's like the, the start of the new year has kind of like kicked everything into overdrive. So it's it's good. So what, what's the new service that you guys launched? Yeah, so we productized um, kind of in a similar way to what you guys had done over at Slicks and Flow with your services. So we we had something that was more custom before, uh, but now it's it's two specific services you jump onto one of those um, and it's been really good. So as you know, you know, refining exactly what we do, being able to put a lot of effort and time into structuring that and making it more and more valuable every single day. That's what we did. So you've got a, you've got 150 tech partners on there. So what is that like 6,000 left to go or something like that? <laughs> yeah, actually an old friend of mine enriched the 7,400 MarTech database. Yeah. And um, it's pretty funny. So I have an actual air table of all of those 7,400 with contact information and um, all the information. So we kind of just, you know, whittle our way down that list. So give us, give us a top line. So, so for everybody listening, what is, what is it that, what does your business do? Like, what do you do now? Yeah. So what's cool about us is we are sort of in between the world of agency and tech partnerships, right? So we facilitate those partnerships, but we also train both sides. Um, and we're learning more and more the training and the education has to be done on both sides of the partnership equation. Um, so for those listening in tech, we are obviously, like I mentioned, training, but we package up the programs in a way that we know agencies 
really can gravitate towards and run with. And then we push those out into our community. We have community.partnerprograms.io, which is all agencies learning, absorbing, jumping on these partner tracks is what we call them. And then on the agency side, you know, like you, Richard, you are definitely one of the ones that knows how to grow with partnerships. You do it every day. Uh, but a lot of agencies are still new to it. You know, they've got their tech stack. They may call themselves a partner, but maybe it's just an affiliate of a certain tech product. They don't really know how to partner. So we have to educate, we have to train, we have to show them what the go-to-market strategy is, which we're going to talk about today. Nice. So how, how did you get into the partnership world? So you, you're an agency guy and then you're a, like a SaaS guy. How did you then kind of jump the fence again into, into partner world? Yeah. So it's a, it's kind of a cool transition the way I did it. Um, not intentionally, of course, but you know, life has its way of working things out for you sometimes. But, um, you know, I was an agency, B2B growth agency. Um, then I got into the world of SaaS and became, you know, a SaaS growth marketer internally on the teams. Um, made my way up the food chain there, started running a couple um, large marketplaces and platforms. And then I left and I was consulting, kind of just bored. And I launched this platform called Automated, where we did matchmaking between marketing automation experts, those that were setting up really cool workflows yep. and the companies that needed those workflows. Right. Um, so kind of like a marketplace, but we hadn't you know, built out the full marketplace. It was more of a podcast and a blog and we did manual matchmaking. Right. Um, and then I started to realize very quickly how few tech partner teams uh, were looking at partnerships as one of their big growth pillars. You know, they're like, okay, let's figure out SEO. Let's figure out our content agenda, spin up some PPC. Let's test some stuff, optimize. And maybe in year two or three or never, they would look at partnerships as that growth pillar. Um, so I started looking at that, like, what are you talking about? Like my very first initiatives as a VP of marketing was always like, who are my partners? Who, what Pinterest boards am I going to partner with and lease? Or what, you know, what influencers in this community, in this ecosystem, am I going to partner with? What tech alliances do I have to make? Because that is going to be what I lean on for everything, especially when budgets are low. You have to partner, right? So I was kind of confused. And then I started to look more and more into it and realized that early stage SaaS teams weren't looking at partnerships at all um, in the early days, which I found confusing. But then later stage teams as well, I started to get more into the mid-market and uh, realized they were looking at agency partnerships the wrong way. They just didn't understand what a true partnership was for the agency, what an agency is going to do with the partnership. They didn't understand it either. So I was like, okay, well, we got to figure this out. We got to jump in the mix and start talking about it and um, seeing if we can fix it, you know? Partnerships is, is a bit like, uh, it's one of those big words like community. Like what, what does it actually mean? So what, what does partnerships actually mean? Yeah, uh, you know, this is a part of the education too. I mean, it means something different for everyone. That's the hard part. But if you look at the word partnership, um, it is the opposite of a vendorship. I always quote my buddy, Brian Jambor at Sendoso. It's, it's not a vendorship, it's partnership, right? Um, if you build the partnership purely on transactional commissions, fees, you're not truly partnering, right? It's not a part. It's, it's, you know, I'm selling your product, you're paying me for it. I'm a salesperson, right? I think too few teams really understand 
how to actually partner, how to make Richard want to represent my product, no matter what, right? Not for the fee, not for 10%, not for perpetuity of blank, you know. I normally do it for swag. Not, <laughs> swag's okay, yeah, I mean, like swag. <laughs> but no, it's, 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 it's the opposite of a transactional relationship, right? Where I am working with you because it's reciprocal, because the benefits are inherent in just the stuff that we do together, right? Just like a relationship, right? So, so on, on that basis and what is for, for you and for like the education that you're kind of giving to partners and agencies, what does a true partnership look like? How would you define that? Or, or, or what's, what would you say is like the archetype of a, a good partnership? Yeah. Yeah. We just recorded your episode with your uh, channel manager over there at HubSpot. Big Stevie V. Yep. Um, and, you know, when I when I talk to true partners, it comes out. It's like, OK, well, you know, Richard and I, we talk about his business. Right. I get in to Richard's business. I make sure whatever I have in my corner, whatever tools, whatever audience, whatever budget, whatever I have, I use it to help my partners. Right. Because I'm a partner manager. My job is to be in the trenches with Richard doing whatever he's doing, right? So when I look at that partnership, I say, you know what? That's a partner. I'd call that a partnership. And then on the flip side, there are these, you know, we call them vendorships. Sorry, there's a siren outside. But um, there's these non-reciprocal one-way streets where, you know, I onboard you with the incentive structure I have on my partner page. You saw my tool. You're about to just become a user, but you, you saw my partner page, you signed up, right? I give you an affiliate link. And then you just start seeing emails. Maybe we've never spoken before. Maybe we had a demo. You know, maybe you know me at this point, you, you had a demo. But it's just this one-way street of you're in my partner program, but you have done nothing or we have done nothing together, really, right? To partner. Um, so those are the two sides and we want to make sure that from the gate, the expectations are set on both sides. This comes to you as well as your partner. If you guys are going into a partnership, you have to be realistic about what it is. Are you doing a partnership? Maybe you're just going to be an affiliate. You just want to put a link in a blog, call it a day. Don't talk to me. Just hopefully that link will generate some, maybe that, you know, there's, there's value there too, but in the world of partnerships where you're building services off of your tech partners like HubSpot, you know, you have to rely on that person. You need more support. You need extra help pushing those services out. If I'm going to take my time and energy as an agency learning how to use your tool and building a landing page with a service and actually selling that service to my clients that all use your tool, you better help me. You better come with support. You better come with promotions. Like, no way am I am I going to do that as an agency on a tool that I'm not partnered with. No like I, I often think like some of the, the SaaS companies, so like we we get approached to partner on tool. And I, I say like partner on tool sets all the time. Like people saying, hey, we think this would be a great fit for your client base and things like that. But what those SaaS companies don't realize, not just for us, but is that sometimes if you end up with a partner who is just selling or like doesn't understand what your tool does, they are actually going to do damage to your tool in the long term because people will start to see it as ineffective because that agency hasn't implemented it properly. So that education piece for me, like when we've spoken about it before, 
that education piece is absolutely key. Like we have to understand the ins and outs of how the tool works, how it goes to market, how you are planning to take it to market. Because without that, it's just it is just an affiliate link. True, very true. It's it's the willingness to take a a intentional you know drive of going to market with a service that is backed by a partner. You have to be intentional with it as an agency. It's going to be, I've I heard one figure from one of our agency friends, uh, David at, um, um, oh man, I'm going to flounder on his name, but um, on the agency name, but we were talking about the cost, the pure cost and bandwidth and training and materials on the blog of actually partnering with a robust tool like a HubSpot. Yep. He put it in the neighborhood of about 12 grand. It's going to cost him 12 grand to go down a partnership route. And that means training in the team. That means actually spending the time, the energy, um, ordering content, that kind of stuff, 12 grand. So if you're thinking about it, like if a partner knocks on your door, a new tool and says, you know what, Richard, Hey, I'd love you to check out this tool. It's really cool. It does all this cool stuff. Here's case studies and G2 crowd and all this stuff. And, uh, can we get on a phone call and let's partner, you know, we've got a partner program. It's great. You'll get 10% commission. In the back of your head, you're thinking, oh, man, this is 20 hours this month. Do I have 20 hours this month? You know, this is potentially five, 10, 15 grand of costs to go down this road. I got to I got to try it out. I got to, you know, it's it's a lot. And a lot of these partner teams don't fully grasp what it means when they're just sending out these emails saying, Richard, partner with me. They don't fully understand what it means in your head, what you're thinking. And that's where a lot of the first mistakes happen right there at that first approach and where they're intending to get that next conversation going. They don't understand what's in your head. So, so what, what, what's on that basis, what's your advice for agencies who are considering a tech tool? Like how should agencies be choosing tech? Yeah. So I always look at alignment like you, you know, we talk about alignment all day long. The tech have to be already in your customer base. If you want to partner with them, right? You use tools. We all have tools. Calendly, for example, I wouldn't partner with Calendly. I need a calendar app, right? I use Calendly, right? It's great. Um, but if you're looking to get deeper into your customer base, there is honestly no better way than to partner with a tool that is already marketing, selling, getting users in your potential customer base, right? So if I'm richer and I want to go deeper into SaaS, right? Mid-market SaaS. You look at Vidyard, you look at Drift, you look at these companies that are already deep into mid-market SaaS, HubSpot, right? If you want to go horizontal, right, and go into different verticals, you're already in this vertical, you want to go into another. There are hundreds of thousands of SaaS tools out there that are niche. They just, they just sell to doctors. They just sell to lawyers, right? Look at those tools. Talk to them about partnerships. Ask them the questions that you need to have answered in order to take that time and say, what are you going to do for me, right? If I take my time, I'm going to put a service page up. I'm going to market this to my hundred plus clients. What are you going to do for me in order to get this service to your audience? And we can talk about co-marketing and co-selling and all that stuff. So, okay. So once you, once you built a partnership right so you like you've connected the the two sides of the uh the, the the process right so but then but then what how do you effectively 
go to market with those partners? Like how, how does it become a reality? How does the agency start driving revenue? How does the, the, the tech company start driving growth? Yeah. So uh, the toughest question for all these tech teams to answer is, you know, when and where is the immediate revenue going to come from, from partnering with Richard and your partner, Steve had a great story about how you guys met and he just saw so much potential and maybe you didn't turn any revenue for HubSpot for the first year, you know, maybe you didn't. Um, so the first thing I always stress is be realistic about what the expectations are from both sides right out of the gate. Uh, when that revenue is going to come, how long it's going to take. It's not immediate. It's not PPC. You know, we're not turning on a media buy. This is going to be a long play. Yep. Um, but you can speed that up with a few things, right? So if I'm an agency, I want to make sure to get a couple things done right off the bat. I want a backlink from your site. I want to be listed somewhere, either in a blog post or a directory, et cetera. I want that immediate win. You know, I'm going to check that box. So the time I've spent learning your tool, all that is, is at least paid for, right? I can sleep at night saying, hey, I spent a couple hours learning the tool, but they gave me a link in this blog article. Great, right? Now, what's bigger than that is going to market with a partner with an agenda in mind, right? So I tell my partner teams, you do not talk about the partnership right off the bat, right? Now, I'm going to get to the answer, but I want to tell this quick story. I was on a call yesterday with a new tech partner. Now, she's got a tool that's not talked about. It's not chat marketing. It's not email. It's not a CRM. It's a tool that's new. People aren't talking about it. And they just raised a hundred million bucks or some large amount. And the marketing team is just talking about PR. They're just syndicating PR all day long. They're not really branding. They're not telling the story of what the tool does, which makes her partnership conversations tough. If she reached out to you today, you'd be like, what the... I have no idea what that is. I've never heard a customer ask me about that, which means I'm not going to take my time to reply. Right. So she's asked, she's, you know, complaining about like, oh, it's so tough for me to get in conversations with agencies because they haven't talked about it. No one is asking them for it. And I'm like, well, A, your marketing team needs to get their crap together and start talking about it. A, but B, why are you talking about the product in the partnership discussion? Why are you even talking about the partnership in the partnership discussion, right? You don't go to a bar and hit on a girl and say, ah, oh, you know, my credit score is this. And, you know, we have got really good review. That's exactly how I met my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you don't, and you don't talk about getting married. You don't, right. You build a relationship, right? So I'm telling her like, Hey, you know, yeah, you're, you're going to mention the product name in the email, in the conversation. Of course, you're not going to say, I'm not going to tell you who I'm with. You're going to say it, of course, but you're not going to enter Richard's inbox and talk about your tool. And you're not going to talk about partnering with Richard. You're going to talk about an idea, a go-to-market strategy, something you've got coming up that you can involve Richard in. You're going to check the boxes of alignment. Hey, Richard, we also market to mid-market SaaS. We are in this space. We've got, you know, really good play and this and people, you know, people are really enjoying the product. We think that our customers could also be your customers, right? We've got something coming up. It's a webinar. We need a speaker, right? Or, hey, we've got a series of articles coming up that feature thought leaders in B2B SaaS. We'd love you to be in that next feature. It's going to be on this date. It's going to reach these audiences. 
what can we do to get you involved, right? Can you carve out some time? I'll show you what it is. Uh, it won't take long. Oh, and by the way, just for taking the time, we're going to give you an account for your team to use. If you want to tinker, you can have this account for free forever. We're not going to charge you for it. Here's my calendar. Let's go ahead and talk. So now you are not thinking about whether the product is something you would partner with or use. You're just thinking about that thing, right? And most of my partner teams go, well, you know, that's just going to draw it out longer and it's not going to be something that commits revenue fast enough for me. I don't want to you know, get in a relationship that's not going to bring revenue. And I'm like, okay, well, package that up with an addition to that. So if Richard says yes, you've got this thing that you're both doing together in a few months from now. Well, the next step is to say, okay, well, Richard, I'd love to bring some more accounts to the table. I'd love to really push this out to specific accounts that match your needs, right? That match your customer base, that match your ICP. Now that's called account mapping. And that's when you bring potential leads to the table as well. Say, Richard, hey, you know what? I got these 500. Do you have 500 people in your database that you could bring to? The way it works is this, right? We spin up Crossbeam or share work and we show a Venn diagram of, hey, who's in my database? Who's in yours? Where's the overlap? What's cool about this is if you are truly selling to the same audiences and there is alignment there, there will be overlap, meaning I'll have some people in my database that are your customers. And in that world, I can make immediate introductions. So now you've taken a co-marketing alignment and you've turned it into immediate leads, right? Partner sourced leads. Maybe some of those closed, partner sourced revenue. And Richard, you have immediate introductions to people in their database that are potential leads for you. Now you don't obviously share emails and it's not one of those data compliance issues. You just market to your list with Richard's name, market, Richard will market to his list with your name. And you have this tool that shows you where the overlap is. That happens all the time in tech partnerships, not enough between tech and agencies. So we try to help that out. So now you're taking a co-marketing alignment that Richard is super satisfied and happy to do. And you're adding some potential revenue and some co-selling. So now Richard's getting revenue and leads from you as a partner, that's awesome. What will happen then is organically, Richard will ask about partnering. He'll ask about what's next. I liked that, that was fun and I got leads. I got thought leadership. What can I do for you? What's next, right? What can we do next quarter? That will happen. Then partnership discussions happen at that point. Contracts are signed. The PRM demo happens, right? You get Richard's account set up. All that happens later. You do not enter Richard's inbox with, our product's great, let's partner. That's silly. So I told her this, and now the conversation's different. Now she's not stressed about marketing. Now she's not worried about the product and all that stuff. She's just talking to people as a one-to-one. -one. I've got a budget. I've got stuff. I've got leads. What can we do together? I've got a blog. What can we do together, right? So what's what's some of the success stories you've got in, in the like partnering space? So like all of that stuff, I absolutely agree with it. So like some of our most successful partnerships, with the exception of HubSpot, because HubSpot, we started with as an agency and we've grown up as like we grew up with part of that. So we... <laughs> They were at the start of us as an agency as well. So it was a little bit different. But the ones that we've taken on since, 
we've always started with looking at the co-marketing opportunities. So how can we how can we hitch our brand to your brand? We get exposure to your audience, you get exposure to our audience. And more recently, like the stuff that we're doing with Vidyard and using Crossbeam, like that, that is super effective. Like it is a great way to be working alongside a partnership. But what are some of like, so you you work with a ton of tech companies. What are some of like the success stories that you've seen? Like what is the power of partnership? Yeah, and uh, it works out in many, many different ways. But if you're on a partnership team, it all boils down to revenue, unfortunately. Um, but the value of partnerships, I always stress teams. I mean, you're going to learn so much about your target customer base by talking to Richard because Richard's job is to think six months ahead. He has to live six months ahead. Your product and your product team is in the wake. They're learning as they go, right? They're they're powering a tool and seeing data and making iterations. Whereas Richard is testing the next line of tools. He's thinking about campaigns that should be working in six months. He's making sure his customers are ahead of the game, right? So if I'm talking to a customer, a user, all I hear is, ah, the tool is satisfactory and you know it, it was good, but not great. And we had to we had to go with this other solution or the price point isn't right or whatever. But if I'm talking to Richard, He's like, yeah, this is great, but you know, I'm, we need to be here. We need to be down the line. You have to add this. You have to change that. So the product enhancements are just, that's why I stress earlier teams get into partnerships because talking to Richard and talking to partners as soon as possible will make sure your product is ahead of the game, right? Um, but revenue being what it is, it all has to boil down to revenue. The uh, sales numbers of partnerships, the revenue numbers in the bigger ecosystems like HubSpot in the 50 to 60% of total revenue driven by partnerships, right? Uh, partner sourced revenue. So if we're in MarTech or if we're a SaaS company, as long as your tool can support services, and this is another thing hard, uh, difficult for these tech teams to understand, your technology may just be something Richard uses in his back end, like a, like a proposal app or something like that. Be honest with yourselves about the partnership conversation if your tool can just be used by Richard. Richard's not gonna go call all of his agency friends and tell them to use your app. That doesn't make sense. So you've gotta be strategic and, and make sure Richard is um, looking at your tool the way you're looking at it. Uh, also, is your tool have does your tool have the ability to have services built on top this is why hubspot is a perfect example of that partner ecosystem because richard can build his entire business off of hubspot there's that much potential demand but services can be built on top so if your tool is that type of tool where services can be added then you have the means to create a ton of revenue from partnerships and obviously richard is in contact Day to, day to day with about, I don't know, 50 or so, 100 clients. Then he's got influence like this type of stuff that we're doing now. So if Richard is talking about services that he's running on top of your product, not only will his clients and prospects be introduced to your product, but anybody that wants to be as successful as Richard in the agency world will want to do what Richard does, meaning what's his tech stack? What services is he selling? what's behind those services. I need to learn those services, right? So that sort of effect is in place, but you have to be honest about what type of tool 
exists. What type of tool do you have? And on the flip side, there are tools that just power your client's stuff, right? Uh, we work with a tool called Heap. It's a front-end analytics software for events, right? Not something Richard would use on his site. You know, it costs a thousand bucks a month, but his clients may be able to use it, right? So that's another world where you have to be honest with how your tool is going to be used, and then you can build the partnership strategy. And then if, of course, if your tool can power services, you can empower and enable agencies to make their entire business all about your tool. Like Asana is doing that really well right now in the project management space. Zapier's doing really well at that right now. So what excites you most about marketing and growth at the moment? Yeah. So, you know, I kind of listed a couple things here, but communities is number one on that. Um, I'm very, very intrigued at the future of communities and how powerful it is going to be for those companies that have a community behind their uh, behind their product or their brand or whatever. Um, now in the community ecosystem, the ability to run your analytics on all of your communities at once, the ability to say, you know what, how many people follow me on LinkedIn are also in my community, are also in my newsletter, and are also in Slack? How many are just in Slack? How many are just in my newsletter? What are they doing, right? What's the activity in Slack versus LinkedIn? And being able to- Speaking of community, I've just put your community link up at the bottom of the screen. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we have a community.partnerprograms.io for agencies. Richard's in there. And then collective.partnerprograms.io for SaaS companies. So we are dead set on building the community where SaaS and agencies come together and go to market together. We've got some really exciting things on making these two communities work as one so that Richard next quarter, when he wants to go to market with a new SaaS company, he comes right in. What do you got for me? That's an alignment goes right to those tools says, okay, I want to go to market with these three people. And then we set up his Kanban immediately. And now it's month one is this month two is that he's sitting there dragging people around and everybody's getting the right collateral, the right notifications, the right incentives along the road. And we want to be in the middle of that. Um, and then just making sure agencies are using, well, agencies and partners are using these account mapping and co-marketing strategies when they're going to market with partners, not just saying, hey, let's do an, an article in a webinar and getting hounded for shares of that, you know, when your partner manager, did you share it? You know, <laughs> did you use the right UTM link? No, just to run the account mapping routine, make sure that you guys are both dead set on exactly who's doing what and when at the start. And then you have tracking and you have the ability to see into that relationship. And at the end of that, maybe, you know, you gave them a couple of your clients, but you saw nothing back. I had a couple of people do this with a couple of clients of ours where they did a webinar. They saw 200 visitors, 200 views, 200 participants. And they know from, you know, hearsay that a couple of people joined the product and thanked them. They didn't get any clients back, right? So you got to restructure, rethink how you did it. What was the real subject matter? Did that subject matter lend to your services and redo it? Try it again. If it still doesn't work, you know, move on. It's just not a fit, right? But have that tracking and the expectations set from the gate. And then you can use partnerships as your growth engine. I have agencies that are dead set every single quarter. I'm going to go to market with three 
new tech partners. And you do not need to use the technology to be a partner. Yes, it's good, it's preferable, and you want to be able to talk about it. You could just partner with the technology to use their audience, and they use your audience, and just the brands next to each other are enough. And you never have been inside that dashboard. I have people that that do it like that, and there's no shame in that. It's like, just do what works. I just say, for, for any of the agencies listening out there, like from my experience as well, follow Alex and have a conversation with him if you get the chance, because you will find a, like a, a, a maze of tech partners you didn't even know existed, but will become like a, a mainstay of how you go to market. So I, th- I can think of like three or four that we've brought into our stack from various conversations that we've had. So if you are if you are an agency looking for ways to grow revenues through different product lines, absolutely connect and follow Alex. Yeah, thank you for the time. Are we up? No, no. One more question. Oh. One more question. How are you planning on growing in 2021? Yeah. So the growth for us is a partner enablement flywheel. You know, we you've got yeah. revenue flywheels, you've got content flywheels. We've got this partner enablement flywheel, right? Where we source excellent partnerships all day long. We get a lot of inbound, a lot of referrals. Some are fit, some aren't. Because of the way we've structured our program. If you're not a fit, you do not get in front of our agencies. And a fit isn't just you're going to pay us and the product's cool. You've got to, A, understand and be willing to put in a little extra time to develop a a true partnership. You've got to package that up with us. We help you with this. But package that up in a way that Richard and the agencies can easily look at in 20 minutes and say, can I go to market with this product? If so, what is that go to market going to be? What am I going to do with this product once I've wrap my head around it and uh, gone through the tinkering and testing and co-selling phase. If you can't do that, you won't even enter our ecosystem. So then we actually package up these partner tracks, which becomes the content that our community of agencies absorb. We publish these partner tracks almost every two weeks now. We'll come up with a new partner track. This is how to set up, sell, and support a new service on top of our partner solution. From there, we host agency thought leader roundtables, which keep the agencies obviously engaged. We want you to be educated by the right people. So we have one starting in an hour or two on video sales services. What are you going to sell your clients around video, right? A videography, we have a white label videography agency coming to that. Ian Garlic, who you may know is going to be there talking about his marketplace on videos and what's working, what's being bought. So we have actionable roundtables that just keep the lights on, keep agencies engaged. And then obviously when partnerships happen, we have a structured process for agencies to go to market with those partners and the wheel kind of keeps continuing, right? We source the deals, we package it up, we vet it, we put the agencies into play with these partners and we support them. And we're not just going to feed you stuff and be out of the picture. We support you in the community and on calls, making sure that the partner's coming to the table with what they need to, you're coming to the table with what you need to, and everybody's happy at the end. Alex, I think we're we're out of time now, but thank you for doing the six sessions with me. It's always a pleasure chatting to you. Um, and I do mean it, so any agencies who are listening to this, absolutely reach out to Alex because you will find value in, in just conversations. Even if you don't join the partner program, it is definitely a conversation worth having. So if anybody does want to reach out to you, how should they? 
Yeah, jump into one of those communities. If you are an agency, I'll approve. I think the collective is public now. So tech teams and agencies, you can poke around and see what the tech side looks like. And then um, I open my calendar up to both sides. Uh, I have valuable conversations with agencies all day long. I don't charge for that. We just talk about what's working, what the tech stack is, what services you offer now, where alignment can be made. Every single conversation I have, there's ideas and there's strategy and it's all actionable stuff. I think, Richard, you know that. Uh, no time is wasted. So reach out. Any parting wisdom for everybody on a Friday afternoon? Oh, the, the people are your partners. Do you see this? <laughs> this is our slogan. And the reason that the reason is not just corny, but too many partner teams think I'm going to partner with Six and Flow. And that's it, right? I'm going to partner with Six and Flow. They're not worried about partnering with you or your head of marketing or your head of sales or your CS person. They're partnering with your brand, which makes the, the relationship convoluted from the gate. You have to partner with Richard. You have to know what Richard needs, what Richard wants, what his salesperson wants, right? And this will better your partner program right off the bat. Know who the people are inside the company that you're partnering with Talk to them directly about their needs, their position, their goals, their KPIs. Because Richard has different KPIs than his head of, head of marketing. If you talk to his head of marketing, sure, you can partner with them. They'll refer tons of business, but you're not going to have the same conversation. That same goes both ways, Richard. Carlo. It goes both ways. So our most effective partnerships is we try and te uh, treat them like team members. So like we will have conversations like outside of just what we're selling, how we're selling it. And they are part of a, an extended team. And I think that's how agencies can get the best out of their partnerships as well. 100%. You've got to call them up. You've got to send them your exact customer target types. You've got to talk to the salespeople in those SaaS companies and yep. say, hey, you don't know me, but I'm a partner of your companies. I'm Richard. Here's a quick PDF of who my ideal target clients are. You're new. I set alerts for when new AEs join my SaaS partners to say, hey, when they hire a new AE, I want to be in their inbox and say, I'm Richard. You don't know me, but here's what I do. Here's who to refer to me. Oh, and by the way, I offer my salespeople at partners hundred bucks per referral right then Venmo. Let me know. I'll Venmo you that day. Rob, Rob Sale. I believe we both know him. Hi, Rob. Rob said there's so much good in this session. Nice to see you, Rob. Love you, Rob. Um, and just in time for right in the end, Rob. Um, so again, Alex, I can't thank you enough. It was great. Always a pleasure catching up. And thanks for joining us, everybody. Next week, we have Marcus Andrews of Pendo fame joining us. So hopefully see you next week as well. Alex, have a good Friday, mate. And we'll see everybody later. Take care. Bye, guys.